Welcome to CorePay Currency Chat, our weekly FX roundup. I'm Peter Dragicevic, CorePay's APAC strategist. Over the next few minutes, I'll take you through what's happening in markets and the economy, and I'll run my eye over the major upcoming events. Let's get going. There were a few more bursts of volatility last week, with the Aussie dollar coming under a little downward pressure and slipping back to 65 cents. The one-two punch of Australian headline inflation failing to re-accelerate in the year to January, as was predicted, and a pushback by the RBNZ on the market's hawkish thinking were the key catalysts that dragged on the Aussie. In contrast to market pricing, looking for some chance of another rate rise, the RBNZ kept policy steady at 5.5% and gave strong signals that the next move should be down, not up albeit in early 2025. The downshift in New Zealand interest rate assumptions weighed on the New Zealand dollar and the Aussie was caught in its slipstream as thoughts the RBA could follow its lead crept into people's thinking. Markets are now discounting a 50% chance the RBA could lower interest rates by June. I believe people could be jumping the gun a bit given core inflation is still well above the RBA's target and improving only slowly. Labor market conditions also remain tight, and while retail spending is subpar, other parts of the economy are still traveling well. The latest CapEx survey showed business investment intentions for FY24 were raised again, and even more is being penciled in for FY25. Locally, attention this week will be on the Q4 GDP report, which is released on Wednesday. Fairly tepid growth is broadly anticipated, with most analysts projecting quarterly growth of just 0.2%. And after the jump in the population is accounted for, GDP per capita looks like it went backwards once again, as cost of living pressures and higher interest rates continue to bite across the private sector. But this should be a known known. The RBA itself is already assuming very anemic growth, So although it's likely to generate media headlines, barring a shock result, the data shouldn't have an immediate policy impact or a long-lasting effect on the Aussie dollar. Australian economic forecasts already seem quite bearish, and the RBA's focus remains squarely on the path forward for inflation rather than growth. In any case, offshore macro developments such as trends in the US dollar normally have more of a bearing on the Aussie than local matters. Globally, it will be a busy week. On Tuesday, China's National People's Congress kicks off and BOJ Governor Ueda gives a speech, just as expectations about potential policy normalization once again start to heat up. US Fed Chair Powell also testifies to Congress on Thursday and Friday morning Australian time. The Bank of Canada meets on Thursday morning The European Central Bank hands down its decision on Friday morning our time, and the monthly US jobs report is released in the early hours of Saturday. Looking across that list, I think the outcomes may, on balance, see the US dollar lose some ground. In Europe, no change in policy is envisaged from the ECB. However, I feel they are likely to keep their core inflation projections as is in their updated forecasts. This in turn could see President Lagarde reiterate that the ECB needs to be patient and cautious when it comes to future rate cuts. 
with the next batch of wage data due in April, an important signpost. A pairing back of near-term ECB rate cut bets might give the euro a bit of a lift at the expense of the US dollar. At the same time, in China, eyes will be on whether authorities signal any further stimulus is in the pipeline to help reinvigorate confidence and activity. This may be done explicitly or indirectly via the government setting a more ambitious growth target than last year, such as, say, above 5%. If that ends up being the case, risk sentiment would no doubt get a boost, as would cyclical currencies like Asian FX and also the Aussie. In the US, Fed Chair Powell, I think, could flag that although risks remain, the baseline view is still for inflation to trend lower towards target over the medium term, given demand and supply are now in better balance. And as such, while rate cuts aren't being contemplated near term, the door could soon open, with the removal of the degree of restraint that has been put in place still on the cards later this year as the Fed tries to navigate a soft landing. In my opinion, this type of messaging could exert some downward pressure on longer-dated US interest rates, and this should feed into a lower US dollar. This could be added to if the incoming US data, especially around the labour market, softens as the residual seasonality which helped amplify some of the January results begins to fade. All up, this mix could see the Aussie, which I still think is undervalued by two to three cents, grind its way higher and see volatility also lift. Volatility really only has one way to go, given the Aussie's trading range in February was the narrowest since late 2019. This is not unusual, as historically, after a quiet February, Aussie dollar volatility normally picks up in March through to May. Seasonality trends are also more favourable for the Aussie over March and April, before things usually become more challenging in May. The opinions expressed in this episode are my views only and do not necessarily reflect the views of CorePay or Fleet Corps Incorporated. To submit questions or comments, please email me at peter.dragisevich at corepay.com. And if you want more news and views and haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to our market analysis program at www.corpay.com newsletter. Thanks for listening.